0: More transfer news for the Arizona State Sun Devils as former wide receiver Ricky Pearsall has officially gone down to the swamp to play for the University of Florida Gators. We discuss the overall impact of this move on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out on a visual platform, of course, but wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so that you always get updated whenever we put out a new episode, which is Monday through Friday. Best Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball content, and a little bit of everything in between. Also, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and make sure you're following me at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils, and stay in touch and in the loop with everything that goes on with the Arizona State Sun Devils. Let's go ahead, hop right into today's conversation. That is wide receiver Ricky Pearsall officially transferring to the University of Florida. So, you know, we get Emery Jones, they get Ricky Pearsall. Is it a fair trade? I don't really know. Here's what I do know. Florida is getting themselves a quality receiver. Ricky Pearsall really kind of started to come into his own last year as an overall threat for Arizona State. Intermediate, he showed some uh, deep threat ability as well. Uh, solid pass catcher, uh, a playmaker. He had six touchdowns last year, uh, four receiving, one rushing, and he even threw one. So I mean, Pearsall is one of those guys you can get really creative with him. You know, borderline, you know, quote unquote, you can get cute with him and. Line him up all over the place and just allow him when the ball's in his hands to make a play with it. Now, Pearsall was a very good contributor this past year, but he did not have a lot of experience prior. So, this in uh, 2021 he had 48 catches for 580 yards and four touchdowns. He also touched the ball six times as a runner for another 44 yards and another touchdown. So, all in all. He topped over 600 scrimmage yards on 54 touches with five touchdowns. So a very quality playmaker in 2021. Prior to that, though, he only had uh, 17 career touches in his first two seasons, uh, 13 of those being receptions for a little over 200-some yards. So just not a lot of, like, frame of reference here. You really only have one season to go off of. But that one season, he was good. He was a very good receiver for Arizona state high quality guy, probably their most consistent pass catcher of anyone who was not named Rashad White this past year. It felt like when you needed to play Ricky Pearsall was that guy to go to. He, he was the number one option in the passing game for the sun devils, uh, leading the team in, in, uh, in receptions and receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So I had the triple crown for the team, Ricky Pearsall may not have been the most explosive guy i feel like you would still go with a rashad white in that category however he was the most consistent option he was the most reliable option at least from an actual wide receiver standpoint pierce was definitely the guy that you wanted to go to because when the ball was in his hands you felt comfortable that he was going to either make a move and do something electric with it or at least he was going to make some kind of clutch play for a first down or be a chain mover and get those chunk yards. So Pearsall, a very quality guy. He's going to Florida. Florida is going to absolutely love what they have in Pearsall. This is not great for Arizona State. Now, unfortunately, he did enter the transfer portal a little while ago and just took his time and wanted to see what the best opportunity for himself was. And he decided that was Florida. So the interesting thing that I want to talk about before we move on further into the podcast is, is this situation really better for Pierce Hall? I mean, he's going from playing with Jaden Daniels and a power heavy offense to playing with a lot of unknowns at the quarterback spot. I believe Anthony Richardson is going to be their starter heading into this upcoming season. He's coming off a year in which he threw 64 passes uh, completed 38 of them for 529 yards, six touchdowns to five interceptions. Richardson, I, as far as I know, is definitely the future there. Could be a quality guy, but I mean, uh, say, same with what Arizona State had going on prior to the transfer of former Florida quarterback Emory Jones, is there's a lot of unknown here. Now, Richardson, in, in his time with the program, did show a little bit of promise. Uh, I, I'm I I feel like there there is the potential here for Richardson to take a step forward if he is in fact the guy that they want to go with because he was a redshirt soccer, or a freshman last year so there's there's a lot of time left for him to continue becoming a better quarterback. I think Pearsall is going to be really big for them, especially with the loss of Jacob Copeland, who did transfer to Maryland. I uh, talked talked with. Locked on Gators host, Brandon Olson, uh, a little while back talking about Emery Jones. But we did talk about Jacob Copeland a little bit. So if you guys need a refresher on what's going on down in Florida, go ahead and take a look at that podcast. And if you're Gator fans, definitely check out Locked on Gators. But you have a need for a receiver. Uh, Justin Shorter is a stud and his name is ironic because he's a six foot five wide receiver. Uh, uh, Camor Gamble being a tight end for them. Other than that, it felt like just at, at least looking at a surface level, there was a lot of there was a lot of guys who contributed, but not really a lot of guys that really stood out. And Copeland being their le- leading receiver in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, just like Pearsall was last year. Losing him is going to be a huge blow, especially for Anthony Richardson or whoever the quarterback is going to be in the future. They need someone reliable to be their go-to. Uh, wide receiver and a factor in the passing game. And maybe that is Justin Shorter. Maybe it is Camor Gamble. But to me, that's what the addition of Ricky Pierce all brings for them. And we're going to talk about that more in just a minute. But getting back to my point, did he really upgrade situations? Similar to Jaden, he's going to the SEC. So the spotlight is going to be on him. And considering he's going into the final year of his eligibility, this is a big deal. He definitely wants to be seen in the national spotlight. He wants NFL teams to take note of him. And he wants that opportunity to really show off his stuff and, you know, this, that, and the other. This is that opportunity for him. Now that he is in the SEC, the spotlight is there. So what he does with it is up to him. I'm certainly hoping that he can seize the moment and make the most out of it. We'll wait and see. But... That's just my overall initial reactions to Ricky Pearsall going to Florida State. We're going to go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, I'm going to break down what this means for Arizona State and what it means for Florida. We'll talk about that in just a moment. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And, again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Seminoles your first listen every single day. For your next listen, make sure that you you check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, hopping back into our conversation here about Ricky Pearsall what it means for the Sun Devils and what it means for the Gators. What it means for the Sun Devils is you officially have lost your number one receiver to go along with losing a a slew of other receivers too. I mean, you, you are losing LV Bunkley, Bunkley Shelton, who officially transferred over to Oklahoma. And this is something I want to talk about a little bit later on in the week. Curtis Hodges, the tight end uh, is off to the NFL. Now Uh, Johnny Wilson transferred and outside of that i mean there's really not a lot else to take a look at here and not so much have excitement but to look at and be like okay there's some reliability no there's there is a lot of unknowns in this wide receiving core right now is what it is you're just going to have to find a way to cope and move on with it but losing Pearsall is just a freaking brutal blow to the team Again, he was your leading receiver in all three statistical categories in receptions, yards, and touchdowns a year ago. He had a very solid 12.1 yards per reception. He put on the ground 7.3 yards per carry. I mean, and again, through the air, he was 2 of 2 for 59 yards and a touchdown. So this is a guy who, when the ball was in his hands, he was doing something with it. He was finding a way to score points. He was finding a way to energize the offense and give life to it and keep defenses off balance because he could go deep and he could work the short to intermediate stuff underneath and you could make him into a gadget kind of player. So this is a very, very, very unfortunate loss for the team. I'm not totally sure how you're going to rebound from this kind of a loss, especially when you look at the rest of the roster and you see how much uncertainty is there. Brian Thompson is now your leading receiver from last year. He had 13 catches for 130 yards and zero touchdowns last year, as far as receptions go. Andre Johnson is the returning receiving yards leader, uh, 12 catches, 186 yards, and one touchdown. And remember, he disappeared in the second half of the season. He was a complete non-factor. Elijah Badger is back, seven catches, 61 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, you, you still have guys like Chad Johnson junior hoping can do something. Giovanni Sanders was not somebody who had just non-factor last year as well. I'm not even a hundred percent sure if he was with us last year. I'm not going to lie. Pretty sure he was, and he just didn't see the field. Uh, Sean Charles, another guy. Don't know much about him. Uh, Corbin Borgette is related to Trenton, I believe. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't a redshirt freshman as well. And then you have incoming, uh, freshman, uh, Javon Jacobs. So a lot of uncertainty there. And, and certainly a lot of inexperience at the position for Thompson to be your leading receptions guy with 13 and Andre Johnson to be your leading receiver with 186 yards and take away uh, everyone that's gone from from the team this year you have 13 or not 13 excuse me you have three receiving touchdowns coming back from last year now granted you only had uh 12 which you know not great but nonetheless you only have three receiving touchdowns coming back from last year and between your top two receivers you have 25 catches and about 340 yards anything but ideal situation now flipping it to the other side of the coin or before we even go there this is going to be a very troublesome situation for emery jones a transfer quarterback coming in we had a feeling this was going to be a very run heavy and run oriented team again like it has been but even more so in 2022 compared to years past because of you know you know just the the lack of confidence that you may or may not have in the wide receiving core, but now is even more prevalent since Ricky Pearsall for sure is gone. There's there's a lot of question marks here. Not a lot of not not a lot of guys that you can look at and be like, yeah, he's going to be super duper reliable. You don't know. There could be Andre Johnson could break out. He showed a lot of potential as this kind of kind of deep threat guy, big body receiver. But you're not going to know until you get him on the field more. And he's got to earn that opportunity. Same with Chad Johnson Jr., who we've been hyping up for a couple of years now. You're hoping that Elijah Badger can build off of a really strong spring practice. We'll see. But now flipping it over to the Florida side, they're getting a steady receiver. They're getting a guy who is like, like, very very sneaky kind of explosive guy like he's going to make a lot more big plays than anybody would actually realize he's going to make so i love the addition for them especially for whoever the quarterback is if that's anthony richardson or if it's somebody else you have somebody who can provide you with stability and reliability out wide now I, again, the loss of Jacob Copeland is not going to be an easy loss for them to deal with since he was their leading receiver. But uh, the the combination potential of Ricky Pearsall and Justin Shorter seems like fun. You have that big six foot five box out receiver, but then you have Ricky Pearsall, who's more of like a like an average build at a, at six one two hundred pounds. Like he's he's going to be a really good uh, like lightning to 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 shorter thunder or maybe vice versa i don't i don't really know i i would imagine that pearsall's probably more the lightning compared to short to shorter thunder. but neither here nor there overall this is a really good pickup for them because whoever's throwing the ball is going to have another guy to just rely on and really really look at him in situations where he needs to check the ball down whatever the situation that may be brought up is ricky pearsall is a great great addition for them. Very happy for the landing spot that he ends up in. At least if I'm the quarterback, if I'm Pierce Hall again, like I said, I just, I don't know if you really upgraded your situation. Like, sure, you're getting out of a program that's not really going anywhere, but it's not like Florida is contending for the SEC. I don't know. I, I don't think this is a, a If it, it feels like a lateral move. It, it doesn't feel like you're really going from a bad situation to a good situation. It it feels like you're just changing scenery a little bit. You're going to the other side of the country. You're in the SEC now, and you have the potential to flash and strut your stuff in front of a bigger national audience. I feel like that's the big move here. But another thing is there was rumors that it was NIL related. So who knows? Maybe that was the big draw for Pearsall is going to the SEC and getting some NIL money before he heads off to the pros. Let's go ahead and wrap up the second segment. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to go ahead and talk about who needs to step up and who could possibly replace the Ricky Pearsall, the factor on the offense. This is the Locked On Summables podcast. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Make sure that one of your listens is the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every air on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Who needs to step up? I think it's a very obvious answer. And it's not Andre Johnson. It's Brian Thompson. Thompson was brought in last year transfer from Utah with the expectation that he could provide some veteran savviness and reliability as a pass catcher for the team. And unfortunately, he just really struggled to get onto the field throughout the entirety of the year, which resulted in him only having 13 catches and 13 games like the, Thompson was a complete non-factor for the team last year. Well, he doesn't have a choice now. He needs to become a factor in the Arizona State passing game. There's there's no debating it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Thompson is going to have to step up. He's going to have to be a guy for this team. Does he have to be the guy? No. Like, quite frankly, I don't know if there is a, like, the guy on this Arizona State Sun Devils roster right now. It's not a nod to anyone, but right now, I don't see it. Someone step up and prove me wrong. Maybe that's Brian Thompson. I think that Thompson is definitely going to be the guy that I will be watching the most. He showed some really nice big playability with uh, Utah. In his uh, four seasons there, he averaged basically 23 yards a catch. Now, granted, he only had 33 catches, but big playability. Compared to last year where he only had 10 yards a catch, I don't, know, I don't know what ASU needs to do to get him going, but if they can figure out how to get him going, he does have some deep speed in order to be that deep threat for the team. I feel like he could maybe fit into a Ricky Pierce Hall role, role where you find a way to just incorporate him into the offense and you make it to where you're just finding a way to get the ball into his hands and let him create. And he is a good size receiver at 6'2", 205. So he's somebody that you can you know, build your passing game around a little bit, at, at least in this kind of situation. No, he's not going to be a Bolitnikov finalist, but he is he's somebody who, if I'm looking at this wide receiver room right now, Brian Thompson is the first guy I'm looking at, and I'm going to point to him and I'm going to say, hey, man, it's your time to step up. It's your show. This is your wide receiver room. You know, you're you're the oldest guy here, and you have shown in, in your uh, five years of playing time, in in college football that you could be a playmaker well here's your shot here's your one opportunity will you capture the moment or just let it slip in the famous words of one b rabbit but you know i think that brian uh brian thompson needs to be the first guy that you look at obviously andre johnson's another guy he showed the potential to be that deep threat and that big playmaker but he completely disappeared at the at in the second half of the season so You're going to need to see the consistency and the and the reliability out of Andre Johnson. He needs to make that second step from his freshman to sophomore year. I personally am going to be looking at Chad Johnson Jr. a lot because mainly the hype. Honestly, like I know that's the wrong thing to say, but he was a four star receiver and he does have NFL bloodlines with his father being the famous Ocho Cinco. But you need him to become his own guy. And through two years at Arizona State, he is going to be a redshirt sophomore. So he still has a lot of time. So far, it's been, you know, underwhelming is an understatement. He just, he hasn't been on the field. He doesn't have a single catch. I don't know if how many snaps he has on offense, if any, quite frankly. So he's got to find a way to get onto the field and, you know, prove his worth as a four-star receiver, because if not, then I don't know. Maybe his future isn't at Arizona State. Maybe he's going to need to move on to greener pastures. You know, I I want what's best for him. I want him to find a way to step up, and this is the opportunity for him. It, it's right there for you, young man. Go and seize it. I, the potential's there. Everybody knows. We turned on your highlight film when you were in high school and you were mossing guys. I think that's where my excitement comes from. Is because I remember when we recruited them. I was like, oh well, you know, it's just another NFL's. NFL player's son, like these guys, seemingly are a dime a dozen. But Chad Johnson's kid looked like he could be something. It's time to show us that you can be something. Last guy, Elijah Bat uh, Badger, showed off some good potential in in uh, in uh, spring practice, and I think that he's definitely going to be somebody who's going to get a lot of opportunity for the Sun Devils as one of their one of their older guys coming back to the program actually, I feel like that might be wrong. I need, I need to double check right now. Uh, yeah, I'm totally wrong. He's a redshirt sophomore. So, uh, he, he is, well, he is one of the more familiar guys. I suppose I could say, I don't know, but I want to see that, that flash that he gave you in spring practice end up becoming something a little more like with substance for the program. I think that he possibly could based off of what he showed and if he is able to continue building off of that then you know maybe arizona state has something special with him overall set the expectations low for this wide receiver room and let them exceed them you know expect to be disappointed and you'll never be disappointed ricky pierce we hope you all the luck in the world definitely gonna miss you this year but that is gonna go ahead and wrap up this tuesday edition of the walk on some podcast again thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube if you want to check us out on a visual platform. But wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you hit the subscribe and follow button and turn on notifications so that you get an update every time we post a new video or podcast. Monday through Friday, Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and a little bit of everything in between. And, you know, it's the best. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun